Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ron. How are you today? Pam, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Hey, do you ever get tired of uh, me coming with the to you with all these crazy ideas that I have? You know, I think you would probably expect me to say yes. However, most, I would say 9.9 out of 10 ideas you have, they're now things we do, right? Do you remember back in uh, 2016, we had several patients that came to me and really just wanted someone to talk about um, that had experienced the same thing, had the same diagnosis. And you looked at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, part of that craziness, right, was once we started talking about uh, implementing a mentor program, it sounded easy on the surface until we started digging in deeper, right? And understanding right. all the pieces and parts and things that it would take to put a mentor program together. I right. mean, you know, you know me, I like to take ownership of things and say, well, let's, let's do this and let's make it happen. Um, you know, uh, and I'm really, really glad that we didn't do it the way I was anticipating us doing it. Um, I think we would both agree uh, the way we're doing our mentor program currently, uh, which, you know, you guys listening we'll learn a lot about today, I think we both would agree has been a very successful program and implementation, right? Yes, very much so. You know, um, and it's kind of funny and ironic, too, that the way we stumbled across uh, this organization, it's called Fourth Angel. And uh, through a variety of phone calls in 2016, and I think we launched somewhere in 20, early 2017 uh, with kind of being a partner with Fourth Angel and steering anyone who needs um, a mentor or even wants to help and be a mentor um, to the fourth angel. And I think uh, uh, our listeners are really in for a treat today. Uh, we're super excited to have uh, two guests. Normally our podcast has one guest, but today is kind of a, um, a bonus uh, episode. And so we, ha we have two guests today uh, from fourth angel. Uh, we have Mary Jones and we have Carrie Imsch. And uh, you guys, uh, you know, you're clear across the country at the Cleveland Clinic. And we're so excited for you to be here today to educate us and our listeners about Fourth Angel. So tell us about yourselves and what you do. Well, thank you for having us, first of all. We're really excited to be here. Um, so Mary and I are Fourth Angel Mentoring Program Coordinators. And what that means is we facilitate the matches with patients and caregivers across the U.S. Um, so the Cleveland Clinic Fourth Angel Mentoring Program's mission um, it's a free national one-to-one -one telephone and email-based adult peer mentoring program. So we offer confidential outreach and support to cancer patients and their caregivers from survivors. And the survivors are obviously the mentors. Um, and all of our mentors are specially trained and they serve as active listeners. And really they're there to empower patients and caregivers um, with knowledge awareness, and we always say a helping hand. Sure. sure. 
you, you know, Pam, uh, one of the, the first things Carrie said that, um, you know, we always like to draw semblances or, or similarities between ourselves and, and other programs that, that we have on our podcast. One of the first words that Carrie said that really just made the hairs on the, on the back of my head stand up is free. Sounds extremely familiar, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything that we have at the Survivorship Center is free. So it's a perfect match. Yes, definitely. Um, and being national too, a lot of people think because it's uh, the program is managed through the Cleveland Clinic that can only be for our patients. And that's certainly not true. It's a national program for all. And we even receive international requests. So Wow. The other thing that stands out, it's confidential. You know, sometimes it's hard just to talk about the diagnosis, but then also find someone that you can relate to that um, they can keep it a secret. And it's not their family. It's not their friends. It's someone maybe clear across the United States. So that's really neat. Right. So how did the Fourth Angels um, get its start? Sure. So um, we were very lucky that Scott Hamilton, the Olympic gold medalist for figure skating, he came to the Cleveland Clinic around 1999 and um, to be treated. And he uh, wanted to give back to the clinic. Uh, he had such a great experience with his care team. So right around 2002, he started the program with us and he came, he was the creator. So he came up with the actual branding of Fourth Angel. And people always want to know why is it called fourth angel? So Scott being the spiritual person that he is, um, he always says he had his three angels by his side, his oncologist, his nursing staff, and his family and friends. And he always said he was missing that fourth angel, someone who really understood what he was going through, um, who, you know, has the same diagnosis, close in age, similar treatment, um, someone who could really get you know, the journey. Um, so it became fourth angel in 2002 and it's just been going strong ever since. Wow. You know, I think a lot of our listeners probably can relate to, uh, those angels. Um, you know, they, they're, they're physician, they're nursing staff. Um, it's, it's, uh, pretty powerful to, to have those people by your side and then to throw on top of that, uh, someone who's been there, someone that has walked in those shoes. Definitely. And so you guys, you guys take um, requests. It is uh, a real simple process, but talk to us kind of how, how it works. Sure. I can talk about that. This is Mary. Um, I'm also one of the program coordinators. Um, so just, I'll describe, you know, our reach and then talk about what, how we make matches basically. So as Carrie mentioned, you know, we're a national program and Carrie and I are both, our full-time job is to be a program coordinator. Um, We have over a thousand mentors who volunteer with us. Um, We're making around a hundred matches per month. And we have organizational partners like you guys all over the country. So um, there's probably 900 or so organizations who refer their patients to us. Um, so basically, a big part of what we do is we perform um, an intake assessment for any patient who contacts us looking for support. Carrie and I work with them individually to find them the match that would be the most helpful. So, um, you know, of course, this, this would mean finding a match based on their diagnosis. 
um, but we also include their staging, their treatment types, their age, their gender, um, and really just focus on that individualized peer support. Yeah, you know, Pam, I remember um, in my discussions with early on with uh, the folks at Fourth Angel about, you know, could we license you guys, you know, and have this program and we want to really have it local and we, we like the local aspect that we provide and all these things. And I'll never forget. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think it was Mary that I spoke to and, and it wasn't Carrie either, but it was another lady that told me, she said, so how many, you know, rare cancers do you have? And, you know, you're going to need to find people who have rare cancers to be your mentors, to mentor your newly diagnosed. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a challenge. And then it was like, so how many men do you have and did it in all these things? And it was almost like trying to cram that, that square peg through, you know, through the round hole that it was just not working and they had it figured out. They, you know, they, they, she's, what did you say, uh, Mary, uh, over a, a hundred matches per month? Per month. Yep. And that includes patients as well as their caregivers. So, you know, a spouse could request one-on-one support from someone else who's cared for their spouse. So for our listeners, if they are feeling like they need someone to talk to, um, how do they contact Fourth Angel? Great question. So our website is fourthangel.org and it's the number four, T-H, angel. Um, Sometimes people spell out, you know, the word fourth. Um, And then our toll-free number is 866-520- three one nine seven. So you could speak to Carrie and I personally about your match request. And then we also can be emailed. So it's easy email. It's fourth angel at ccf.org. Um, CCF stands for Cleveland Clinic Foundation. Sure. So someone, let's say, you know, I reach out um, and I find I, I've come across you guys and, and reach out to you. I need a mentor. So talk to me how that works. You're saying you match up by stage, you match up by diagnosis. Let's just kind of walk through that so our listeners understand and feel comfortable with that. And then, and then, and then let's talk about too, from the mentor side, the kind Mm -hmm. of training and teaching that they get. Absolutely. So requesting a mentor is super easy. Um, Like I said, you could either go to the website, you could call or email us. And then Carrie and I will have some questions, some intake questions. Um, regarding your personal situation. So we'll ask for, you know, your age, your location, just so um, in case there's a time difference with your mentor. Um, and then we'll talk about the details of your diagnosis, staging, and treatment. And sometimes patients want to be matched with a mentor who um, may have had the same exact type of treatment or a certain type of medication or a certain type of surgery. And that way, Harry and I know when we go into our mentor database, what exactly are we looking for here? So, you know, I do want to emphasize the individualized matching process. Um, so, yeah, it's a quick phone call or an email with us, and then we'll match you up. Typically, it takes like a day or two to, to hook you up with a mentor. Um, doesn't take long at all. And then we're with speaking about confidentiality. We only share your first name with the mentor. We'll share whatever contact info you would be comfortable with. So this is typically a phone number or an email address. Um, And then the mentor will reach out to you first. So you don't, it's one less thing for you to worry about. You don't have to call a stranger or, 
you know, get another phone call, um, this person, and you'll know their name before they call you. Carrie and I will share that as well. So this person will reach out and um, introduce themselves. And then these mentors are trained to, um, you know, be sensitive to this situation, um, be a supporter, be an active listener. So the mentor and mentee, uh, I guess, relationship just kind of takes off wherever the two are comfortable, I guess I would say. Right. And I know you mentioned um, one of the questions about mentor training. So Carrie and I take really great pride in how we train our mentors. Um, we want to make sure that mentors are, you know, emotionally, physically feeling well enough to care for another person, um, well, to support another person. So we typically wait, it's a guideline that we wait around six months before. Um, after their last treatment in order to become a mentor. So there are exceptions to that, um, but that's typically our guideline. And then uh, we have them fill out a volunteer application. So we get all of their information describing what they had gone through with their cancer experience. And then uh, we do perform a background check on any mentor who's a volunteer with us. So that's all, all that onboarding goes through us here at the Cleveland Clinic. And then once that clears, each mentor is required to pass a training course, which we offer online as well. Um, The course is very uh, thorough when it comes to talking about confidentiality, Um, very thorough when it comes to giving examples on what they might encounter. So there's sort of like some role-playing examples. Um, There's some knowledge checks throughout the course. So we've had some really great feedback from our mentors saying that they feel very well prepared to take on this volunteer role. Can you, in your opinion, what is the number one benefit for someone to reach out to Fourth Angel for a mentor? Oh my gosh, there are so many benefits, but I feel like the number one thing that I hear throughout the years is that this person may have you know, great support from friends and family, but it's just so different when you're talking to someone who's been in their shoes. So it, you know, it could, it's a, it's a unique type of support to talk to somebody who really just gets it. So a lot of times people say that they have an instant bond right away after talking, just because they know like, wow, you've been through this. You're out on the other side. I want to be just like you. And it's just really inspirational. Right. I would also add to um, during this time with COVID-19, the mental health of everyone, but particularly cancer patients um, is really, is a struggle. Um, So our program is there, you know, obviously it's available during any type of situation, but one particularly like this is intense. Um, So we have had a lot of, we're very busy, (laughs) people need support. Um, But one thing that we take serious is measuring well-being um, with our mentors and our mentees. So we do do a follow-up survey to both the patient and and the mentor or caregiver. And something that we're really proud of is our, we measure the well-being of our patients and caregivers before they're matched and after they're matched. And currently our 2020 um, outcome is a 75% increase in well-being after they're matched. So I think that that's a really important um, point to make. You know, I know it's hard sometimes for our um, listeners, our patients, 
to reach out and, and you know make that first step. So the benefit of the mentor call, uh, contacting the mentee, that's just another um, good thing that we saw in the program. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I think that I'd like our listeners to know and, and really understand and, and hear from you guys, we talked about confidentiality and we talked about, you know, I just want to stress how comfortable they can be with their mentor, um, you know, that and, and, and speaking with them too, that um, you guys have, have done a background check, they've gone through training. And um, I know one of the things that I was concerned about, um, and Pam and I talked about this um, when we first started looking at uh, working with you guys is, is the mentor going to be someone who says, well, you know, I did this kind of off the wall treatment and I think you should do that or you should, you know, uh, found this on the internet, you know, those types of things. And that's not the case, right? Correct. Yeah. So that goes back to our training. So the training um, talks about do's and don'ts. And one of the big don'ts is give advice. So we're not looking for medical advice. We're not looking for our mentor to tell us which doctor we should go see or which medication we should try. That is definitely not, you know, the goal. Um, They're really more of a listening ear, um, a supporter, um, you know, just someone who can can relate. So we do go over that in the training um, on what's appropriate to share, what's not appropriate. um, And I think that's, a, a big help for sure. Have you we hear the mentor mentee have become friends after they started? I mean, is that very common? Oh, yes, absolutely. Carrie will tell a story um, about a woman visiting her patient, but um, we recently did a story where um, we had two a mentor and a mentee. The mentee was just diagnosed with prostate cancer and the mentor um, is a survivor of prostate cancer. And they ended up living pretty closely to each other. They talked on the phone, they emailed um, and just kind of developed a friendship that went past what the mentor-mentor role really is. So that does happen sometimes. Um, Definitely not expected of the mentor, but sometimes it magically happens. Um, So these two sweet men are now meeting, well, I don't know, with COVID, pre-COVID, they were meeting every week to have coffee together. And it turns out that they had so much more in common besides their diagnoses. Um, They were both, they had both lost their wives, um, so both widows, and really had a lot of common interests and hobbies. So, you know, we love to hear those kinds of stories when people end up becoming much more than mentor-mentee. Those feel-good stories are always good. They are. They really are. Yeah. You know, so um, I have another question, too, because if I'm a mentor, and, and I know that we we want to encourage our listeners who have, uh, fit into that mold of, you know, been, been finished with their treatment for six months or greater, you know, to maybe be a mentor. And so um, do they have more than one at one time, or how, how, what's, and I know you just get, you know, gave an example of a long-term mentor mentee mm-hmm. relationship, but how long do those typically last? So our, we always say our mentorships are open-ended when, and what that means is they can continue their mentorship all the way post-treatment and beyond. And I just wanted to clarify one thing that anyone can request a mentor. You can be post-treatment and request a mentor. You don't have to be a current patient. 
that makes sense. We do have a lot of people that call us. They have like survivor guilt, quote unquote, or, um, you know, they're done with everything and they just, I just feel they have all sorts of emotions, obviously. So um, we are, we, we will match them with a mentor anytime. Um, But to get back to your question, uh, definitely I'm off track. Sorry. If they can have more than like, if I'm a mentor, would I have more than one uh, person that I'm helping? Yeah, so we um, we have a really great database where we obviously track all the matches. So Mary and I are 100% aware when they were last matched. Um, we try to be cognizant of that, and we don't try to overload a mentor with multiple mentees. Um, so they do have mentees, you know, that they might talk to once every month or they don't talk to anymore, but we have all of that information. So we can give a mentor multiple mentees as long as they're comfortable with it, but we do our best not to give them all at one time. So I'll add too, because mentors or potential mentors have asked us that too, like how much of a time commitment yeah. Um, you know, when do I have to be available? So I always tell people that this is a really flexible volunteer opportunity. Um, Carrie and I would reach out to the mentor each time we think that they would make the best match for that particular request. So the mentor can kind of hear the situation and then decide like, you know what, I've got too much going on in my life right now. Like just the other day, I had a mentor tell me she's putting her house up for sale and just kind of had a lot going on and didn't feel like she could give the support that this person needed. So we're very grateful when our mentors are honest with us and tell us, you know, not now's not the right time, but keep me in mind for next time. And then Carrie and I will document that and we'll know to kind of give that person a break and let's try another person. So yeah, it's, it's flexible for sure. Have you found like, at what time frame do patients typically reach out? Is it at the beginning of diagnosis or is it at the more at the end of diagnosis? Or at That's the a good question too. And Carrie touched on that. Um, so it's different for everyone that I found that throughout the years that people can reach out. I've had calls from people who reach out the day they're diagnosed, like, oh my gosh, I need someone to talk to immediately. Um Versus on the other end of the spectrum, there are people like Carrie mentioned who are done with treatment. They're in survivorship phase, but there's so many adjustments to their life. You know, they're not having all these appointments, not having all this follow-up from their clinicians, or maybe they're not seeing their social worker anymore. And while they're going through those adjustments, they can talk to a mentor who's also gone through that adjustment and then anywhere in between too. So a mentor or a mentee can contact us when they're about to have surgery, or maybe they experience a recurrence and they want to talk to a mentor who's also experienced recurrence. So it's really everywhere, (laughs) every scenario. Well, I I feel like um, when I meet with the patients, it's, you know, they got diagnosed and they had to go through treatment and now they're done. They've been told what to do for the last six months, seven months, eight months. And now it's like they have time to stop and think and, that's whenever they need help. So mm-hmm. what I, yeah. What I, and I've heard that too. Like sometimes they say that's where it really hit them. Like, okay, all this is over. Like I'm supposed to just get back into my normal life, whatever that looks like. And it's not always that easy for some people. Right. You know, what I think is so unique about your program is 
flexibility and it's really meeting the needs of the person that's contacting you at wherever they are as best as you can. You know, whether it's, I would like someone closer to me in my, you know, geographic region, or I, you know, I I just think that's so unique because oftentimes, right. uh, Cancer survivors, as they're going through treatment, as Pam just said, they're told where to be, when to be, what to be. They basically turn, as we always say, you just kind of turn your life over to your care team right at that moment. And especially if they're reaching out to you afterwards, this empowers them to be have that power and have, you know, some of that control back, which we know sometimes is, is a struggle, but to be able to say, I'm now ready to talk to someone. And I want to talk to someone who has been through this and, you know, has, has gone through and has walked my shoes and can help me the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. It, the other thing is, um, I also feel like once they've completed treatment, they try to find a way to give back. Um, so this is another opportunity for them to share their experience with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we hear that often. A lot of times it's, they are grateful. Like you said, they're grateful for making it through and maybe they had a mentor who helped them and they want to give back and help someone else. Or we also, you know, have had scenarios where there was someone who had minimal support and they don't want someone else to experience that. So they want to be that source of support. Right. Wow. That's, that's good. I know Pam, you've seen in your time at, uh, as an oncology nurse, uh, those who have a great support system and those who don't have such a great support system. And I think it makes a difference in their, um, their care, their treatment. Yeah. So we would definitely encourage anyone who's listening you know, to, to take hold of this resource. Um, as, as Carrie said, it's entirely free. And it, it is driven by you reaching out to Fourth Angel um, to ask for help or say, I'm going to volunteer my help um, for someone who, who has been through or is going through what I went through. You know, we, we would encourage you guys to do that because here's the thing is um, this is a wonderful, wonderful program but if you don't take advantage of it, it's it's just kind of a wasted opportunity. If you need this this help and you need that, I think it's important. And I hope uh, you know from hearing these stories and hearing and listening how it works, you have a greater understanding. Um, and you know that kind of leads us to kind of our last little segment that we always do, right? We uh, Pam, this is always my favorite segment of of our podcast um, is our Pete's powerful moment, and so. Uh, I, I actually have um, a little curveball here, not not for for Carrie or uh, for Mary, but we always let our listener. I mean, we always let our guests tell us their their powerful moment. And um, I actually reached out to uh, the only two people that I know who have utilized from our serve from our system from our our uh, survivorship center who have reached out to Fourth Angel, and that's a unique thing too. It sounds like wow, they've only had two people reach out. We don't know. Because of the confidentiality, the only reason I know these two people um, reached out to Fourth Angel is because they told me. Uh, one is is uh, receiving um, uh, mentorship, and one is a mentor. And so, unique system to be able to have two that I know of, unique situation. So, I'm going to let you guys, as we always do with our guests, share your Pete's powerful moment. But I actually have two more Pete's powerful moments. So it's like bonus Pete's powerful moment, which is really a tongue twister um, to share as well. So I'm going to throw it to you guys. 
um, to share with us your Pete's powerful moment. Okay, so this is Carrie. Uh, we have many powerful moments. I feel like every day sure. um, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but when Mary and I were discussing this, one did come to mind that was just so moving to us. Um, so one of our mentors uh, is in one of the Southern states and she's a very active mentor. She's a advanced stage um, cancer survivor. She's been matched with multiple mentees, a wonderful lady. And um, she was matched with someone in the Midwest um, and they obviously hit it off really well. And, uh, you know, we don't always know, just like you said, we don't always know unless they re- a mentor or a mentee reaches back out to us and shares their information either on their survey or just because they want to. But she reached out to me uh, multiple times because she was just really trying to get the mentee as much help as possible. And she gave me a call, you know, a couple of weeks later and we were just chatting well, then she tells me that um, she's decided that she's going to travel up to her mentee's state, which is not close, and um, be with her mentee for her bone marrow transplant and stay there for two weeks, help her you know, recovery and everything. And to, as a side, you know, she have the funds to do this. So she did a GoFundMe account to raise the dollars to travel to her mentee strictly just, you know, through meeting through this program. And I mean, that is just, to me, that's like above and beyond. And I just, so while she was here, I got to meet her. The the patient luckily was um, near us. So I was able to meet the, the mentor because she was down South. So I never met her. I only talked to her on the phone. So it was wonderful for me too. I got to spend all sorts of time with her while we were waiting for the patient during um, surgery. So it was just very powerful, something I'll never forget. And every time I talk to her after that, I'm always, I'm always just moved by her. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, um, they, they, they develop just much like, you know, Pam and and myself, we talk about the bonds and the relationships we have with our survivors that come to through our program. They do, right. They build a a, a big, a big bond and a relationship. I think sometimes it's closer than um, some of their family members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that, that is very powerful. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, because uh, we are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia, um, I did reach out and I got, uh, I'm going to read uh, the quotes that I got from our, our folks. I, they, um, they sent me uh, quotes and um, I think it's, it's incredibly powerful for our listeners to hear how uh, a simple phone call, a simple text um, can bring meaning and help them through their days. So uh, the first one I'll read is um, from someone who is, um, has a mentor. And so uh, this person says, uh, I was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia in March of 2020. My doctors and nurses are great at explaining the disease, but I found that I needed someone that understood all the emotions and feelings. Uh, the fourth angel program connected me to a wonderful woman that was diagnosed with the exact same type of cancer. The only difference is that she has been dealing with it for over 10 years. We talk or text on a weekly basis. She lets me vent, cry, and bounce concerns off of her. More importantly, she openly shares about her experience with CLL. She has become a very close friend over the last six months. I would encourage 
anyone and everyone facing a recent cancer diagnosis to contact Fourth Angel and find your angel just like I did. We love that. that. So nice to hear. <laughs> sure, and and I bet you guys, you know, sometimes don't get to hear those those the, the feedback from from uh, people that you've matched up. I feel like you know, in your role as the matchmaker, if you will, of mentor to someone requesting a mentor, um, that carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like we take it to heart. I mean, we have these conversations with patients and really get to understand what is their biggest fear right now? What is their biggest stressor? And how can I relieve that in a way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, from the the one person that I'm aware of, uh, as I just read, I think um, this person would definitely second that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. So then let me read you my other one, my other Pete's powerful moment. Um, and this is actually a personal friend of mine. And, um, this is someone who, um, after they were done with their cancer treatment, uh, of a rare cancer, um, uh, I encouraged and, 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 and they did reached out and signed up to be a mentor. Uh, through Fourth Angel. And so um, this person says, I was recovering from my second operation and already feeling the anxiety of a possible recurrence. In a candid conversation with a counselor, the question, why me, came up, much like I'm sure it does for a lot of our listeners, why me, uh, came up and his answer completely caught me off guard. Why not you, he asked. Somehow that's what I needed to pivot my perspective and ultimately inspired me to use this experience for good. Being a mentor with Fourth Angel has been far more of a blessing to me than I could have ever thought. The human connection with someone who can relate to your experiences is incredibly comforting. So while it is such a small time commitment, I have to believe that talking with someone in such a desperate time is part of my why. I was matched with a mentee over a year ago, and we still text regularly. It has become a deep friendship, even though we are on opposite sides of the country and have never met in person. That's great. Yeah. Here y'all are doing great work. Thank you for taking care of our patients. Thank you for sharing. That's for sure. You know, I think it, it, it's kind of that unsung hero. That's, you know, powerful. Why, uh, you know, Scott Hamilton said that his mentor was his fourth angel. And, um, I, I have a feeling there's a lot of people listening to us that are seconding. They are an angel. And then there's probably a handful that say, I need an angel. And so I think it would be a perfect time for, for you guys. Uh, Carrie, I think you, you mentioned these a second ago. Let's give out uh, your contact information one more time, your phone number um, or the email or, and the website. Sure. So our toll-free number is 866-520-3197. Our website, number four, fourth angel.org and our email same thing fourth angel number four at ccf.org yeah absolutely we'll we'll make sure and uh put those in uh our information as well uh for the podcast but we want to make sure reach out to these folks reach out to carrie you're going to speak to carrie you're going to speak to mary you're you're talking to the people you're going to talk to right Yep, that's yep. true. I mean, these these will be familiar voices if you reach out uh, to Fourth Angel um, and request 
a mentor or sign up to be a mentor. Uh, we don't want to forget that other aspect too, you know, um, to help them. They have a, over a thousand mentors currently nationwide. Um, but we feel like there's some of you out there that, that uh, I know you've approached me. I know you've approached Pam about volunteering and helping and giving back. This is a great way to do that. A great way to do that. So Pam, last thing is let's, let's remind our listeners how they get in touch with us. If they have questions about fourth angel and maybe they can't remember the phone number or how to get in touch with them. Okay. 806-331-2400 or 24survivorship.org. As always, we're here to help you. Um, don't hesitate to give us a call. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mary and Carrie, thank you guys both for joining us today and sharing uh, your passion to help for helping cancer survivors and educating our listeners and, of course, myself and Pam, but educating our listeners about the Fourth Angel program and how to get involved. Thank you, Ryan and Pam. We are so happy to be here, and we're thankful that you invited us today. And we're looking forward to speaking with any patients or caregivers who are looking for support. So feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, take, take that to heart. We want to thank all of our listeners today for joining us. Uh, you know, it means a lot for you guys to, to share our podcast, um, to subscribe to our podcast and pass it on. Um, let, let your friends, you know, family, other uh, cancer survivors that you know, maybe living in another state, uh, let them know about Fourth Angel. Let them know about our podcast. It's a great one to send to them and say, hey, this is a resource if you need it. Um, maybe it's that resource that they don't need at the moment, but they'll, they'll need it next month. And so it's great to be educated about uh, uh, Fourth Angel. So share our podcast with them. Uh, like it, subscribe it, hit all the buttons. Uh, let us know if you have topics that you'd like to, uh, for us to cover. We're always open to, to hearing that. Again, you can call Pam or, or Penny at uh, 806-331-2400. And uh, we really look forward to being back with you guys next week on another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.